Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Colin McDuff and I'm delighted to be back with you for the first live stream of the pre-season. Um, I hope you're all well. I hope you're all ready to forgive me for the odd um, humming and hawing. Um, we are struggling with a wee bit of pre-match fitness, but I'm sure by the end of the pod we'll be straight back in there. Here to help me shed the pounds, first of all, for the Deep South, Mason, how are you, my man? Yeah, well, good, thanks, Colin. Um, you got us back like Vincent Company with uh, Burnley. Early start, uh, love it, but uh, it's good. hopefully going to be an exciting uh, pre-season with, with a lot of new signings, so uh, looking forward to it. Uh, absolutely, and those, you know, I think this time last year when we started the pre-season pods, we had the swell out of fuck all to talk about, so I'm glad that Rangers are setting us up for a wee bit of... Um, a wee bit of a decent conversation uh, this year. Um, also joining us, Andy. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I feel as I'm one of the January signings for the pod this year. So it's good to roll into the summer, try and get the pre-season under my belt and uh, hope the hammy uh, holds firm heading into the, the first game of the season. Very much the Joe Arebo role. You joined in, uh, uh, you, you joined that first season. You know, you showed a lot of promise. So you've got to come into in, in your own this year, and you probably fuck off to Hart and Hand next year, didn't you? Don't, I don't want to go to Southampton. Fuck Southampton, man. That's, <laughs> that's a death sentence there. Uh, well, don't worry. We're not getting shot of you just yet. But last but not least, hello to all the listeners watching live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And, of course, everybody else who's listening afterwards. Uh, hope you've enjoyed the um, the quizzes that we've had with David Heard in in place of the, the live shows the last couple of weeks. Um, obviously, I hope you enjoyed it more than I did because I made a royal arse of myself. I think I've got the least, um, I think I've got the lowest score in both semi-finals. So there's a reason why I host and ask questions and don't get and don't get an A off of my insight too much. But Mason, um, before we come into the top points and uh, we mentioned Rangers Dane Hanks, um how how are you feeling about last season? You've had a couple of weeks to think about it. Um, you were probably, I don't know if you were like me, where you were very much ready for Rangers just to like have a wee bit of time off it, but then I'm rarely going getting about it. How are you feeling? Yeah, to be honest, Colin, I couldn't wait for that season to, to finish. Um, especially, I think it was after the, um, the, the, the final, the League Cup final, and then uh, the defeat at, at Parkhead, uh, you know, to, a week or two later, it was just like, just get this season out of the way. I want to see the back of uh, so many players that I think we've, you know, I think we were saying it last preseason, Colin, that, you know, their time probably up and we needed to make a lot of changes. And I think I said in January at the time, I think I said, I think we need to make 12 or 13 signings. And I think that will be the case. Um, so I'm really looking forward to the, a new um, you know, a new dynamic to, to our team next season and, and, and fresh faces because I feel like it's badly needed. But season as a whole was a, except from, you know, beating PSV um, that night, it was a, you know, that was that was the buzz of the season. After that, it was just a complete, complete disaster. 
um, if I'm being honest. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to, to next season. But, yeah, a couple more weeks. Let's get a few more signings in. Andy, what about yourself? Um, are you ready to be back talking with Rangers yet? Are you, are you like me, Ross, I feel looking forward to what the, the summer brings? Most of the people would tell me to shut the fuck up about Rangers. That's all I seem to talk about. Um, I always like I always like to be as up to date as I can be. Um, you know, I don't know if it's just because I never played football because I never really had the chance, but I, I just follow the club and breathe it. You know, I think I think all of us live and breathe the, uh, our club, and uh, you know, I, I like to be as as in the know as I can be. Um, I I mean, I, I watch any Rangers game. I, I don't know how many times I've been sitting watching games already like I'm enjoying looking back at Europa, uh, Europa League run not that final um even going back to the Haji Braga game and and watching watching some good moments just to to tie me over to the start of the new season uh it's uh it's a weird it's been a weird year uh it was a lot of, I had a lot of optimism going into the season how can you not have optimism on the back of a Europa League final um but we were quickly, quickly corrected. Unfortunately, um, maybe a false, false, false hope with the the PSV results, and then we we swiftly get slapped about in the Champions League, and uh, the manager departing, and uh, for me it just seemed like we're just gonna have to go with it this season. It was, it was gonna be a tough one, but um, now that's over with. We'll get some positivity. I think we're. More stable under Michael and um, some of the names I've seen was linked with. I'm quite happy with and the guys we've seen so far. So positive. Really looking forward to next season. Uh, so let's let's talk about what we've done so far. And I think that there's a different mood. Obviously, this time last year we were just off the of the crest of a wave in Seville, um, and you know I think the build up to to the close season. You, you, we couldn't really think about the summer or what was going to happen this year because we were we were chasing eternal glory. But it's been different this year where the fans, the manager and everybody at the club has we knew the season was done and dusted for the most part early early on in the year. So the focus really has been <laughs> making the moves to get the signings done early in the summer and we have done that. So let's um Let's chat through them. Uh, start like Walter Smith would do. Start for the back, Mason. Um, Jack Butlin signed. Um, what's your thoughts on him? Obviously, you might have seen him a wee bit more than than I am. Um, I only know he's, um, you know, he, he's probably hit, for me no hit his peak. I really hope he's not hit his peak. I hope he hits his peak at Rangers. But probably the pinnacle of his career so far has probably came a few years ago, and he has maybe had a bit of a stalemate since. Yes, yeah, a bit of a strange one with, with Butlin's career, really, because. Um... Obviously at Stoke, um, when he was, I think he, he actually come through at Birmingham, and then and then he went to had a couple of loans, went to Stoke, um, and then you know ended up getting called up for England. And I think he was England's number one, and he, he broke his ankle, I think, playing for England, um, and he went back to Stoke, and he just didn't really hit the heights sort of after the injury, and then um, you know left to go to Palace. Um, it's funny, I was speaking to I've got family that are, are Palace fans, so um, speaking to them, and they weren't too kind with their words about Jack Butland. I don't know, he didn't play a lot. I don't know if he played a couple of games and had a couple of couple of howlers or not. I'm not, not sure. But um, look, you know, you don't get signed by, by Man United and, and want to be kept by, by Man United if you're, you're a bad goalkeeper. I think he's still got a lot to go. I think he, he'll admit that himself. He probably is a little bit disappointed the way his career has gone in terms of, you know, being England's number one and then, you know, not really following it up. But good age, good age for a goalkeeper. I think, you know, what I like about Butland and, um, he, he, you know, he's took a big wage wage cut to come in and to play. Um, and I like that because he could have quite easily stayed at Man United on double his wages, sitting on the bench and early retirement. So um, to get him in um, and, and I hope, and I see it very like Joe Hart when Joe Hart went to, to Celtic, to be honest, because he was completely written off um, down here, some of the you know, he, he I think he was at Spurs, then he went to West Ham, and then he went Burnley, and he just had a nightmare. He was, Italy. He was in London, Torino, wasn't he, for a while? Torino as well, yeah. So, um, and that move for him, I think if you ask him, he'll, he'll be you know, he, he, best move he's, he's made because it's enlightened his career. So, hopefully, we can do the same with Butland, to be honest. But, um, yeah, look, it, it's, it's one that we've got, we've got to get right. We've got him obviously on a on a pre contract with, with, with no fee, but I bet we paid a lot in. 
it, it is on a good wage and, and a signing on fee. So um, just hoping that one works out because, I, you know, we, we've been so lucky with goalkeepers um, as Rangers fans, especially in, in you know, in my lifetime with, with Kloss and then McGregor for, for so long. So um, hoping this one is, you know, is a real good signing by Michael Bill. Well, you say, Landy, I, I do agree with Mason that I, I think it would have been very easy. I, I've always joked on here that it's the easiest job in the world, probably the best job in the world, uh, a third-choice goalkeeper for a top-flight club where you're 99% of the time you're not going to be under any pressure. If you're lazy like me, you're just going to turn up, do a bit of training, steal a wage, um, and doing that at your boyhood club, um, Man United for Jack Butland, that would have been very easy, the, the money down there, but it does seem to be that hunger and ambition um, to come up and win trophies and play in front of 50,000 people. That's the main thing we want the Rangers, guys that want to come up here and win t- titles and cups. Um, you know, that's that's the, the line one in, in the job description. Um, uh, we've got a big season ahead. I know the, the, the title count is close now. But obviously the factors of us being away for a long time um, need to be weighed up into that. But let's not forget we want to stand by our authority in this league. Um, we've got a real good chance. They've taken a back step and uh, we want to really get a head start. Um, I think with the, the business being done early is good. I'm happy the areas we've, we've strengthened in so far. Jack is, um, I, I think he's a Todd Cantwell kind of signing. Of We, we know he's best. But can we get him back to that? Um, I think Michael is the man to do that. If, if there's going to be anyone, I think he could be the man to do that. Um, I, I, I'm happy. I think uh, from from his uh, his wee clip in the, the in the, the trophy uh, the trophy cabinet, looking for a wee bit a wee bit more room for for some more trophies. That's what I want to hear. And uh, I'm, not, I'm I'd also like to say I think it's good that we've got two keepers that can fight for the starting position. I think. Jack's come in with a, with a big reputation, but Robbie has uh, turned a lot of heads, especially from the support. He maybe didn't know a lot of them during his, his youth uh, his youth time because obviously never started a lot. But I think we've got two goalkeepers that, if called upon, can both do a real solid job. And that's really important. Two guys in every position is what I think Gerard said. We wouldn't have two starting players in every position in the park. So that does lead me to my, my main talking point um, for the, the goalkeeping position because I know we we are group chat, we, I think it's not often we are united as a podcast in our opinions on Rangers, but I think we have all bad Jack Button to, to be a decent signing. It does raise a question mark over Robbie McCrory, but so obviously Robbie McCrory, he featured for the most part post-split last year. Um, there was maybe one or two times he looked a wee bit shaky, but I think he'd done everything that he asked of him. And he's 25 years old now, and he, he is getting to the stage where he does have to be playing regular football. Um, but for a Rangers point of view, we do need two solid goalkeepers. Um, Mason, I do think that Robbie McCrory should be in the conversation for number one. I don't think we should um, give anybody a nail on first team jersey but I think um, my gut's tell me Jack Butland will be the number one I think he'll be the better goalkeeper but what does this mean for, for Robbie McCrory? Uh, I think you just hit the nail on the head there Colin no one should be first pick no matter who they are or what they've done in the past age or whatever it's whoever performs and, and gets the jersey I agree I think Butland will come in and be be number one and there'll be a view to number one we'll go into them you know pre-season friendlies and then the the Champions League qualifier, qualifiers, and I think Butland will have the shirt, but it would be down to McCrory to work hard and 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 try and get it off him, and then that goes for everyone. Um, that's that's the pressure we've planned for Rangers. That's what we haven't had in the last couple of years. We haven't had players good enough to come in um, when players are not performing and take and grab that shirt and, and not let it away. So that that that's that's what we want. Um, but I agree. I think the wages that we're going to be paying Butland and the, you know. See it as quite a coup, I think, to, to get him in. Um, you know, as you said, if you, you know, could have, could have stayed at Man United. So, but listen, if you don't do, don't don't perform and don't pull off them saves, we need a Rangers goalkeeper to make. Then McCrory, McCrory's got to stay in there, and when that tra- chance comes, he's got to take it. Andy, um, the whole idea of a cup goalkeeper does really split football fans in general. Um, I, for me, I, I'm I'm a big fan of it because it's goalkeepers only like any other positions, you can't really give Robbie McCrory the last 20 minutes, say, uh, each game, it doesn't really work like that, um, 
or Jack Butler if he's a number two. I do like the idea of cup goalkeepers because if the goalkeeper's good enough and they're good enough to be in the squad, we do need to keep that competitive edge in them. They need to be playing regularly so they can push the other ones. So regardless, if the number two is McCrory or Butland, I would expect another one to be featured in the cup in the cup games. Yeah, I think we've we've we kind of did that recently with McLaughlin. Um, I just don't think we have the the right ability at <laughs> the correct level of uh, ability with McLaughlin. I know he's. I was quite a big fan of him at the start. I thought he was a decent saying when we brought him in. Um, from bits I'd seen of him in the past, especially at Hearts, I thought he was quite decent. But he just doesn't seem to be. He seems to fall in the category of a few players that we've seen in recent years that maybe the jerseys just weigh a wee bit too much on his shoulders. Um, I don't think he is a keeper that can come in out of the cold for cup games, and I think uh, that's maybe why Rangers isn't the club for him. I think he might need to go and find a place for that's right for him. Um, whereas I think Robbie, um, if it's going to be him as the number two or the cup keeper, I think he's just wanting every opportunity he can get. So I think he'd be more than happy to, to be labelled as a cup keeper and. As many, and obviously we want to win the cups. We want to win everything up at this club. So, I think he'll be, he'll be if he if he is out of that role, then I think he'll do a really good job. Um, it, it's it's good to have uh, the two the two keepers being a uh, potential starters, and that's why they then that, that that cup goalkeeper label almost feels like you're you're slagging them a wee bit because you know they're both, in my opinion, good enough to be that starting keeper, and that's good. It's good that we've got that now. Absolutely, and I think you, you made the point, Andy, about having two players for every position, and I, I do think that's a, that 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 is really important for the goalkeepers. I, I think we the the gap between Alan McGregor and John McLaughlin was probably too big, and McGregor was off the going off edge of the cliff. But I, long term listeners will be sick of my um, absolutely sick of me saying this, but Neil Alexander. Is was good enough to be a Rangers number one in any era, but he just wasn't as good as Alan McGregor. But Alan McGregor had to be better than him because he had somebody like that pushing him. That's what we need for these two goalkeepers. Um, incidentally, I do think McLaughlin will probably move on and we'll probably see Kieran Wright fill the, the Andy Firth role. But Kieran Wright is still only 23, so that's not the worst idea for him. Um, Andy, I'll stay with you on the next one then. Um, I was pushing my frillies when I seen that we were signing Sterling from Chelsea, only to realise that it wasn't Raheem. Um, I thought the EBT days were back and uh, things were going to be all nice and rosy again. We would win the league at a canter and be fucked out of Europe in the qualifiers. Um, but Dujon Sterling, uh, he, he was announced there a couple of weeks ago. Um, and a lot of hype around him. Um, obviously... I think this was rumoured uh, for a long time because we Michael Beale what the what the kind of the clue out early on that it, we he was going to be looking at players who he's played with not played with sorry worked with before and you know the media started looking to John Sterling put two and two together worked with him with Chelsea um, I really liked Sterling's um, interview where he was almost it was almost as if he was having a dig at Tav um, if you were really looking, um, looking into it that way but he was very much I'm a defender I defend first I'll go and help out with the attack I'll go up there if I'm told to go up there but I will defend and as if my life um, <laughs> depends on it where do you see him fitting in because what when we were doing the news shows, um, a nice wee pod for the news shows for anybody who's not a member, you get the news every day. When we were doing the news shows and reading up on uh, Dujon Sterling, he's played in basically every position um, uh, over the last three, four years. Is this someday for right back cover? Do we go to a theatre back or is it a bit of both? What do you think? Well, first, I'd like to state I don't think Raheem would have worked at Rangers because there'd be too many Rangers dads pissed off with his arm running, his arm running style. <laughs> I don't think that would have went down well with the, the old school uh, crew. Um, I'm happy with that side. It's a uh, someone that, that likes to play football managers and FIFA's. You know, he, he's been touted as quite a decent potential young player for a while. Um, kind of, he's had his, his rough patches about injury. I know he was quite close to it. Was I might have been under Lampard? I can't remember to be honest. At Chelsea. He looked like he was on the, the brink of breaking into the team and then he got injured, which uh, kind of hampered that. Um, 
He's been on a loan since. I think, again, it falls into the category of Michael can develop him to be a real solid player. Um, and the thing is, with the way that Michael was looking at tactics, uh, whether we look at the three-back for next season or if we look at just the way we are with right-back for Tav cover or even to surpass Tav, um, I think, again, it gives us an option. Um, it'd be interesting to see how we line up for that first pre-season game because I've got a feeling that we're going to see some change. I think Michael's been talking about it. He's He's got his own plans and own ideas he wants to implement. And I, I, I didn't think we'd see all of it until he's got a proper pre-season to really get in there with the guys, the NDO, and and try and implement his philosophy. Um, so again, um, as because I'm happy with the Mick, I think he could be a real success story. Mason, what's your thoughts on Sterling? My my first thought is, um, again, I, I've got limited knowledge of him, but I know he's played the majority of his games at right back, and um, I don't think he's going to be the replacement for Tavernier necessarily, but um, again, back to that, just because Tavernier's the captain doesn't mean he's guaranteed that jersey. My issue with Tavernier is, while he, in my opinion, he was our best player last year, he wasn't pushed, there wasn't an able deputy to, to push him at his best. We've seen that in Nathan Patterson. Tavernier had to up his game and that's probably one of the best performances we've seen for a right back that season in the last uh, in the last 20 years. Is Sterling the guy to push Tav to that next level or at least cover for him if he's not? I hope so. I hope so. I'm glad we've we've, we've uh, gone and got another right back because um, I think uh, Devayan should, should go out and, and go and get a loan. I think that would be really good for him um, when he's come in. But, but on Sterling, I think it's a really good signing, to be honest. I think you always get a good good vibe, but I always look at it how the players we're signing, what the fans, you know, he's leaving a sign about him. And and listen, they they were des- desperate to keep him. Um, so obviously not Chelsea, it was, it was um, Blackpool were, were des- desperate to keep Was It It was Blackpool, wasn't it? Because I know he's had quite a few... Stoke, 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 Stoke. Blackpool the year before, yeah, no. So, um, that, and I think he was going to stay there. I think everything was agreed until we come in and he said, look, I can't turn down European football and you can't blame him. Um, it, it's, it's an interesting one. Do you know what I think Bill will do? And I think it, I hope it's the same for, for left back. I don't know if, if I'm cutting uh, your script here, Colin, a little bit. but um, I then, my man. Um, but uh, if, if, if Barisic does go, and um, I, I don't have to say what I think of Orna Barisic, I think I've been saying it long enough. Um, but I think we'll get, you know, fullbacks in that can cover, you know, and play that, that, that centre-half role as well. Um, Sterling can definitely do it. And I think the left back, if we do get another left back in, I think it will be that they can cover in there. If we, as you said, as you said, Colin, there back <clears throat> going to a back three um, players that can do that. Especially as I said, if we're going into the, the champ, hopefully we're going into the Champions League uh, next season. A couple of injuries this year, and we would that that back line was just a mess. Um, we can't make the same mistake twice. We've got our players that are versatile and can play play positions. And if we've got to go away to places like Anfield again, away to Ajax, away to Napoli. We've got, you know, for me, a back three is, is a no-brainer with with a two of, uh, attacking full-backs and uh, give, giving us a little bit of something, you know, not going there and just going home as we were. We just, you know, got absolutely torn apart. So um, I think Sterling's a really good signing. I hope he pushes, pushes Tavernier all the way, but not just Tav. If he can't get in there, he's pushing Golson and Suter as well into that centre-half position. He seems like that that type of, of attitude. And, um, yeah, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people, Sterling. So we are going to move on to the... The positions that we do need to fill, but since we're talking about the defence, I think it's I'd like to get both of your opinions. Um, we've got Davenir and Sterling for the right back as it stands, Barisic and Yilmaz for left back, and Adam Devine who can cover both. Uh, for centre halves, in my opinion, realistic shouts we do have Connor Goldson, John Suter, Ben Davis, Leon King, and potentially do John Sterling and John Lundstrom as makeshifts. Um, worst comes to the worst. But you're talking about you've got four centre halves there, um, and then you know a, a couple of makeshifts, as I said, Andy. Barring anybody leaving, should we be looking to add to the defence, or is it a case that if somebody goes, like a Barisic or a Davis, for example, or anybody for that matter, and we replace them, or do you think we still need to strengthen? It's a tough question. Um, I mean, I. I... I did like Ben Davies at the start. I thought him and Connor were a decent pairing, but 
he really kind of struggled. I don't know what's happened to him. He really doesn't look confident any time he has the ball, any time he's marking men. I think he really needs his hand held during a few games by Connor. And that, luckily, that's something that Connor's really good at is kind of being the vocal of the two centre backs. Um, I think that, again, this really puts a lot of credit onto Connor for being the player he is. I'm seeing a couple people in the, the, the comments. Um, but I, I'd say, from what I've seen, I'd, I'd like the boy Trusty from Arsenal. I think we could strengthen and we could take him. I think he'd be quite good. Um, I think, well, there's been some rumours and speculation that English championship teams are looking at Davies. It's still annoys me when people, people can't, I can't, and I'm one of them, I can't decide, is it Davies, Davis? Because it's, I look da- at da- it's a well spelling, but it's Davis. I know, I, I, it's something I flip, I flip back and forth. I have it one week and I forget the next. But again, that tells you all you need to know about him. He's been in the squad that much. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think he is, a, you know, it's sometimes, especially after some old firm results, he was public enemy number one for support. And it's really hard to come back from that. The rare exception seems to be John Lundstrom. And even this season, he was right back in that, that trench of being everybody on his back. And... I don't know. Is he kind of bounce, he bounces back every now and again? I'm, I'm quite. Ha- I'm still happy with him here, but I think Ben just isn't good enough. And it's rare that we sign somebody from Liverpool and we go, nah, he's not that good. Mason, that the trusted rumor is um, one that's has been on the go for the last couple of weeks. Um, and I know a couple of reporters, like Big Game Campbell, big fan of them as well. But one that's um, popped in uh, today on Follow Follow was Jonathan Panzo. That's a rumour that's never really went away for January. Is this because we're in the market to go and strengthen the defence or is this just paper talk? What's your thoughts? Well, the, the Panzo one has not really been no sort of link. Um, you know, he's a name that's getting thrown about really from... You know, forums and things like that. I don't think there's been any solid links with him. Um, and again, I don't really want to comment on to where I did watch him. I watched all the playoff games. Obviously, he played for Coventry. He made a, a big mistake in the final. Um, which you know, if you look, you know, we, we've had as, as Andy just said there about Ben Davis. John Stewart has done it recently for us in, in big games. You know, but I, the worry for me about Panzo is I think any time I've watched Nottingham Forest, they can see goals for fun, and he's got currently got McKenna and Morrow in front of him. And that's alarm bells ringing. That's grim reading that, isn't it? It really is. Um, but again, what Andy said about Trusty, um, you know, he, I think he made championship team at the season. Um, Birmingham are desperate to get him. Um, and, and, and what I like about him, he, he looks quick, strong, good in the air. Uh, everything Ben Davis isn't really. Um, and look, that's not saying Ben Davis isn't a, a good player because he is. He's a very good, got really good left foot. But I just think sometimes you sign players and they just don't suit your football club. And I don't think Ben Davis suits us. I don't think he's mentally ready. He doesn't, you know, especially when Goldson's not in that defence. He doesn't, he's not strong in the air. He's not commanding enough. And if we want to win league titles and and, and and be in Europe like we were last season, Ben Davis ain't your man. Um, so I think the money it's cost and the wages he's on, I really hope we can reinvest that in, into a, a left-sided centre-half that, that ticks all the boxes. And yeah, whilst we're talking about the defence, as I said, I think... For me, left back, left centre half, and and again, if Davis goes, he's going to need replace. So there could potentially be three more, um, but I think it needs it. I think it really needs it. We we can see the first goal in games far too many times, and we're so easy to score against. So it definitely needs looked at. Yeah, I, I think Darren just shared a comment for Darren Knox and Davis and Barisic questionable characters in big games, and I don't think you're, you're right. It, it's no, there's no denying Ben Davis. He's he's a decent defender. He'll go on and have a decent career if he does move on. However, but it's just it doesn't always quite at the club straight away. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to write him off. We might keep him and he might get a player of the year next year. And I really hope he does. Like um, that means if he's doing well, Rangers will probably got to do well and hopefully concede less goals. But you're right. It's just that switching switching off at the wrong times and for a defender I like when we are struggling. Go into that siege mentality and do the basics well, and that's not what he done last year. Same with Barisic. But um, moving on to other rumours, then, and there's been quite a few uh, comments in the in the chat about Serial Dessels. Sorry, um, I was a bit nearly called him Kirill, um, but um, we'll go with Serial. Um, so he's uh, 
Nigerian striker from Cremonese who have just been relegated in the Serie A. Um, they've had a terrible season and they paid six, seven million for them at the beginning of the season and now they're looking to try and offload some of their bigger earners. So, Mason, I'll start with you first with him. Um, he's very much in the mould of of Alfredo Morelos. He's probably, for what I'm reading, he's He's, he's less of a battering ram and probably is a wee bit better with the ball at his feet. A lot of people concerned that he only scored six goals last season as well, but that's maybe that's maybe the outlier for his career because he has done quite well at, at, in Belgium and Holland uh, beforehand. What's your thoughts on this rumour? Uh, it's an interesting one. I, as I said, I, I don't think we'll be paying sort of the money that that um, his current team pay was at six million, nearly seven million. We, we won't be paying that, and I don't think we'll need to either. Um, do you know what? I was watching a few clips of him, um, and I think I remember watching him last year. Uh, he was on loan at Feyenoord in, in the Conference League. I think he got top goal scorer in the, in the Conference League for Feyenoord. Um, and he, he, do you know what? I actually thought of Morelos at times because his second touch at times was a tackle, and then there's other times where he just rolls a defender uh, with ease. And, and how many times have we seen? Uh, Morelos do that but yeah I wouldn't look too much into to last season and a team that's been relegated for, from Syria a really defensive league um, you know I think you'd be silly to look at that just just on last season and, and write him up because he's only scored six goals um, you've got to think what he's going to be doing in in, in Scotland and, and playing for us we've got you know 78% of the ball um, but yeah free, even if we went up it, it, you know if you're going by the rumours um, in Italy we're going to pay up to you know four million pounds to get him, that's a lot of money for a 28-year-old. Um, but listen, if he comes in and bangs him in for us uh, next season, um, no one be caring. I think there's been a lot made of as well when I'm seeing on Twitter and various places saying we can't spend four million, we can't spend four and a half million on a on a 28-year-old. We need to be paying that on on people that have got you know 21, 22 and got sell-on value. I think we've we've looked at that too much as well. Um, we, we've got to get a team that's ready for the here and now and it's ready to hit the ground running. Um, you can add value just just for one or two seasons, and if it wins us titles and cups, four million pound is worth it. Um, instead of trying to get the next project all the time, which yeah, we've got to do, but but we've you know twenty eight good age, and if he you know hopefully comes in and does the business, then it will be money well spent. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Andy, um, Shona McLean made a really good point earlier in the, in the comments that uh, £4 million so far has got his ass and can't well do, but Lyndon Sterling, absolutely tremendous bit of business. And the reason I highlight that point is we do need to move towards this um, player trading market there. And the likes of Raskin Campbell, Dill, Sterling all potentially have their add-on value. But we do need to balance that. We can't, we can't sign 20, 21-year-olds to go and play in the Champions League next season or go and win the league titles. We do need to bring experience in. The player trading model is that the, the profits do outweigh the losses long-term. Not every player we are going to make a profit on. Some players are going to run down their con- contract. Some players were going to buy for four million, sell for one, so on and so forth. But overall the good has to outweigh the bad. So I think I'm probably scared for how Rangers are spending their money recently in the last two or three years under the Ross Wilson uh, regime. And I'm going to shit in your parade here the the what three million pound on Matondo. I know you're uh, I know you're 
very much in rabbi mania, but that's just one of the many examples where we've not spent the money wisely enough. So I do understand people's reservations where you're spending this money, but I, I do think judging them on last season is probably a bit unfair, just looking at his career in total. So I think it's um, 218 games, 103 goals and 37 um, assists. You're, you're talking a goal in almost one and two. Um, and uh, one and two is at least contributing towards a goal. What's your thoughts on him? Um, I've got some family over in, stay in Italy. They support Cagliari and Serie B, and they were saying for, for most of the season they were hoping they would catch the last playoff spot and then face them in the playoffs instead of um, one of the other uh, teams going down because the Seminese have been shit. And, and I, I, I'm, I'm one to not really swear on the podcast a lot, but they, they have been rather poor I see and it's shocking that there's even teams worse of them than the table. Um I think uh, it's not worked for them there. I think uh, from what I've seen uh, Derek Clark was, was on with one of the the Dutch uh, journalists talking about when he went to Feyenoord there. Um I watched that this morning I think it was and uh, they were saying they they didn't have high hopes from coming in. And he took a couple of games to find his feet, but then for the rest of the season, he was one of their standouts. And I think it looks similar to what if he were to sign for Rangers. I don't think a lot of people are too happy with it, but I think if he finds his feet, you know, from things I've seen about him, um, clips I've seen, he does strike me as quite that Morelos archetype, but he's a wee bit better with the ball at his feet. Um. He's made. I've seen some nice, wee smooth touches, some nice, wee passing plays. Um, it's it's a. It begs. It, I, I did think about it because we were linked with, and I, it could all just be speculation from guys wanting to big up the like agents wanting to big up the players. But if I I seen Tassos de Vukas, he was linked. There was one of the names thrown out there, and I was instantly. I was like, that would be a great sign if anything I've seen about him. He was, he's been brilliant. Um, again, it. I don't think Michael's put a step wrong in terms of his his names that we link with, um, and and he's he's got goodwill with me. He's he's built all that goodwill, as they say. He's got that goodwill in the tank. Uh, so I I I back anything he does. I think uh, we talked about the money we spent on roof um, when he came in. Was that a, it was four million for him as well, was it not? Um, and he had a questionable injury record. And he wasn't in the championship. He went to Belgium, so I, I think um, I don't think it's a let's all riot outside the front of the, the front of the stadium if we sign this boy. I think we give him we give him the benefit of the doubt if you want to look at it that way. Um, but if, if Michael sees something in him that he likes, then I'm willing to stand with Michael and go. Let's see how it goes. That should be the name of the pod. We stand with Mitch. We stand with friend of the pod, Mitch. Um, just before I continue, um, a massive thanks to obviously everybody who tunes in and watches and subscribes, but Rangers Loyalists, just for donating, uh, gifting a membership and making a wee donation to the pod. It's massively appreciated as always. And for everybody who supports the podcast, even coming along and watching, but people who subscribe and listen to myself and the two Davies talk, talk nonsense first thing in the morning um, for the... Uh, the members only news show. Um, really do appreciate the, your support, guys. Um, on on dressers, I think it's. I'm going to be the ultimate politician here. I do think we need to wait and see how he fits in in the overall strategy because it's. Uh, we are gearing up to try and get goals for everywhere on the pitch, and I, I think his role in the team will really depend on how everybody else clicks as well because if he is the the, the false nine the the target point the, to to play in the likes of Campbell or a player like Ronnie Cremone like Fuentes or Dow or whoever um or some of the winners then you know that's he, he, he might only score nine goals next season but he might contribute to 30 like we, we don't really know I think it's we do have to wait and see how he he does, but Mason, um, I do think we need at least an R-striker. Um, whether Dessers comes in or whether I think we're needing at least two strikers um, this window. Yeah, definitely. I'll be really disappointed if we only bring in one and then we're relying on uh, Cholak and, and the Kamar roof, which we, we should have learned our, learned our lesson by now and we shouldn't even be sort of adding him to, to the squad. I'd love, I'd love to be wronging him playing you know, a lot next season, but 
and this and that. It ain't going to happen. Um, Andy just said there about the the boy, the Marcus, the, the, the Greek boy that's, I think he was top goal scorer in Holland last season from Utrecht. And then the last player we got from Utrecht was 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 uh, Mikey Mould and what a player he was. So uh, I'm all I'm all for that signing. Uh, he he looks really good and he's one I think striker wise that we've been linked with. Uh, he's the one that this this, this got me uh, sort of most excited. But you've uh, you boys have just touched on here. We've got a back built um, because he he knows how we we want to play next season. Someone said to me the other day, "What's what's your style of play under Bill been like since he come in?" And to be honest, I'm sort of thinking about it, and I said I can't really can't really judge it because I think this isn't his team. He's had to work with you know what, what he's got really a, a team that that's in the decline that needs completely ripped up. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he. Build this team. Obviously, look if he thinks Dessers is the man to lead the line and and, and pull everything in. You know, you, we camp well in there, and then hopefully, um, I'm hoping we get another two wingers as well. So uh, it's going to be interesting, but definitely, Colin, we need two strikers. We need as many numbers as we can get and uh, quality ones as well, because the ones with the ones that are leaving didn't add uh, the numbers that, that they should be for, for Rangers. Um, uh, Kevin, there's a Melville deal. <laughs> Not confirmed yet. I take this bit. I take this bit, and I expect to get absolutely sorted in the comments for it. But uh, like, like you have been, Colin. But for one point five million, I'd, I'd take it definitely. Yeah. See if he ever. See if he ever ends up signing for Celtic. By the way, man, I am going to be on full full meltdown for the rest of my fucking life. Honestly, three years doing this pod. I told you before done this pod. Um, I used to help him with a hospital radio show and I ranted and raved about him as well, man. It's all got to come out. It'll, it'll ruin me. Um, but anyway, um, Andy, I kind of alluded to this um, earlier, but one rumour that hasn't even gone away is um, Jose Kifuentes. Um, it's been rife. And they, you know, by the way, when we say for what I'm seeing or what I'm hearing, all this is in the papers, I'm not in the know, folks. So from what I have read and my understanding is the general consensus seems to be that um, he is willing to come to Rangers, but the clubs still need to agree a fee. So a lot of people are saying, right, it's six months left, like give him 50 grand, like we don't with Glenn Kamara. It does quite a lot of work like that with the richer clubs who have an asset on their hands. So we know um, the MLS on the shy of money. So there will still be a, you know, a fee um, as such, which is probably a wee bit more than 50 grand. But what's your what's your thoughts for what you've seen for Kifuentes and the rumours of that? Um, I'm going to say, uh, brace yourself, because I'm going to say a name here that people might shudder with. I'm a big fan. I, I'm a big fan of the development that Major League Soccer is is going under, and due to that, I was willing to give time to Sands. I was. I I liked him, and and I know I know it's divisive. I know get the hate in the comments. I'm sorry. I think we. It's, it's ironic that oh he's he's not that brilliant. Look at him. He's stressful, and then we're going to sign somebody else from the same league. It's uh, it's quite the roller coaster we've been on with that with our transfer links. Josie, I think is he's quite a good player. I think we could really be on a a star sign with him. I think well, Brighton were the main one we've seen. He was previously linked with, and Brighton aren't linked with Mugs. We've seen what they've been uh, what they've done. Bye bye, Mister Alexis McAllister to Liverpool, and hello, a lot of Benjamins. Um, so. I think if if he's been linked with them, that's that's only good news. The clips I've seen of him, yep, he looks like he could do a job for us. Um, I think he's he, he's uh, if from what we're hearing, it looks like it's quite close. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him in next in line. I, I don't know if he'll be in sooner than that. I think he might be in next. Um, just need to wait and see. I'm I'm happy with it. I think it'll be a good piece of business. It does lead me to think of where is the Michael Beale link with uh, someone for LAFC, but uh, yeah, I'm 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 happy. I got our uh, comments for Paul and Curry. Um, they both noticed that he went off uh, last night in his game at Atlanta. Um, I was just having a quick go there, and it's not really. I can't even see any news confirmed. Um, you know, I think some of the comments are saying that he went off with cramp. Um, don't worry if it is anything worse and there is a long-term injury, Rangers will sign him. So, um, 
rest assured with that. But Mason, um, our, our friend uh, Jamie, who does the Premier League pod um, uh, along with you, he he's an absolute football maniac. He honestly, the amount of football he will watch, he'll watch uh, Ecuadorian under twelve girls leagues, right? Anything he can bet on, he'll fucking watch. And he has a wee ring binder of all the stats with it. And I asked him about Jose Fuentes, and he was saying he's very much in the in the style of Gigi Wijnaldum. You know, a bit of a bit of a unit in the um you know in the midfield, very athletic, probably not the the flair player that we are all expecting to be just because he's South American. So he's probably more into the engine room. Um probably A, what's your your thoughts on and him what you've seen if you have seen it and then B, where does that leave the midfield? Is that if somebody like Keith Wentness comes in, is that in the midfield complete or do we still need other additions in there? Well, if, if Jamie's comparing him to Wijnaldum, I'm starting to get a little bit excited because uh, Wijnaldum was a, a cracking player um, for, for Newcastle and, and then uh, Liverpool. Um, but it, it's, it's a bit of a strange one. Uh, yeah, sort of bit left field, but I don't mind that. If, if, if we're bringing in quality, I don't care where they're coming from. I think, again, that's been one of our problems with signing players in the same market season in, season out, uh, expecting the same results. So, look, if he's a standout, uh, again, I, I've not watched any of the, the games recently, just just clips, but he, he looks like he's got an engine, gets about the pitch, box to box, um, which is perfect, exactly what we need to to, to partner up for, for Raskin in that midfield. I want legs, I want energy, non-stop um, in there. You know, it's been too slow, too one pace for far too long. So, you know, I'm hoping he, he can bring that. Um, listen, he nearly signed for Porto a couple of years ago for, for a lot of money. Um, so uh, to, to, if we can get him for one or two million, like we have done with with Cantwell and Raskin to get in get him in early, then it's it's a no brainer. In terms of the midfield, um, it, it, in in terms of adding any more, it depends if what happens with with Lundstrom. Obviously, Jack's just signed a new deal, so he'll be in next season. But if we get any kind of if we get two one and a half two million for Lundstrom, and anyone wants to come in for that, I would I'd be looking to. To, to re- replace and, 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 and cash in, he's shaking his head. <laughs> you know you've, been fucking, you've been fucking podding too much with David Thomason, by the way. I leave you alone for what three weeks and I come back and I come back to a mutiny. <laughs> no, I just think I just think the way that I want us to play next season, I'm not sure if Lundstrom well I know he doesn't he doesn't fit into that. Uh, whether Michael Bill sees him fit into it that that's that's gonna be the interesting one. Um, I really expected Lundstrom to kick on after you know the games in the Europa League last season, and I think he, he hasn't. Again, I say at one, two, two, one pace, too slow. I just want legs in that midfield, and he, he hasn't got it. And obviously, he's only got a year left. So um, if we can get someone in and then go and get someone younger, then I'll be all for that. But midfield so important, um, and I hope if it is Suentes who's coming in, that he ticks a massive box and fills a massive gap because you know midfield win, wins games. That's that's that. Indeed. Um, probably one one last uh, rumor I'll ask you about. We'll start with you, Mason. Um, the the rumor that apparently Rangers are now out of the race for Lewis Palmer. Um, the is he the Honduran winger that was playing in Greece? That's fucking that many rumors. Hard to keep up with. But apparently we are being praised to that. Um, I think anybody who's been watching, um any highlights of following his career, he does look like quite an exciting player and he does look as if he was at the off, but Rangers and um, Rangers can't agree a fee. What, what's your thoughts on that rumour? Do you think that has been the agent drumming up or do you think there has been something in it? I think that's agent talk, to be honest, Colin. I don't, all the links, not really credible. Uh, again, sometimes, you know, links when we've signed players from, from a ball before have started like that. I know the Cholak one last year come from a very similar Sort of, but I just don't. I don't see it, especially for the money that they're, they're sort of asking for. Um, and I've seen today a few people on Twitter just saying, "Pay the money, get him in." And it's just like, well, we don't know if if if, if Bill really wants him. If this is just you know agent talk, and it's, it's so hard to tell. You know, I was watching some of the footage of him, and <laughs> the footage is so it's so you know so hard to tell. If we are going to spend that kind of money on someone like that, I'd, I'd hope we'd do a lot more. Um, research than we did into Rabbi Matondo, put it put it that way. But it's a, it's really important we 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 get a a proper uh, winger in or you know someone out wide again that just adds numbers. I, I'm you know I'm I'm quite happy we haven't seen any sort of 
names yet. I think that one's to come and hopefully it's a really exciting one because, uh, again, it's, it's such an important position for us and there's so much to do in that front line and that's where next season it's going to be make or break for Bill with these summer signings in it and what he, what he does to add numbers because, and I keep saying it, but, you know, it's been miles off from, from what we need. Andy, on the Lewis Palmer rumour and that type of player, somebody did ask earlier in the chat who's going to be the marquee winger, the exciting winger that we bring in, but I always remember under Gerard and uh, when Bill was there in the first time, they were very adamant in letting everybody know they don't play with wingers, they play with wide tens or inverted tens or fucking uh, ten and top eight, another one to make 20. It's But the, the wide players weren't they? And even now, I don't think the wide players are really... A f- a big thing in Bill's game. Are we going to go for a winger or a number 10? And a number 10 in general, because bear in mind, we do have Campbell, we have Haji, we've got Tom Lawrence coming back as well. We've got Alex Lowry looking to potentially come in. Do you see us going for this type of player? I'm far off one of the names I've just seen in the, in the comments um, from RFC72 is. Orla Solbakken, and uh, he's something I've been paying a lot of attention to in the last few years. Um, I know he made the big money move to Roma um, from Bodo, um, where he was by all means quite exceptional. Um, there must be a thing with Norwegian football at the minute with um, robotic Haaland doing so well. Um, he, he's always, anything I've seen about him, he's been quite, he's, he's a bigger guy, he's quite tall, he's quite strong on the ball, but he's got that flair side to his game. Certainly enjoyed ripping Celtic to shreds at Parkhead and um, gave their fans a nice wee shush. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, if I if I had the choice, I would have went for I would have looked at all our show back and before he went to Roma, because now if if we're not willing if we're if we are in for Palma and we're not willing to pay the four or whatever it is four million for Palma, and we think we're going to get a bargain deal off Roma, mm, I don't know. It's, a, it's an interesting one. Uh, I, I jokingly said during the week in the, the group chat of, of injury-prone, over 30 years old Eden Hazard on a free. Um, <laughs> that, would be, that would be very funny and very Rangers. Um, but Aaron Ramsey wasn't a bust. Just move on from that name. Oh, you'll get us shut down. Still too early for that name. Still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, there's probably two things I do want to cover on, um, cover off quickly before we finish up, uh, moving away from the transfer window. It would be remiss of us to just avoid what's going on across the city uh, and, and their ground. And, you know, as a podcast, we don't really speak too much about the, the other mob. It's very much what Rangers do. If Rangers win every game of their season, they'll win the league. As <laughs> simple as that. And they won very many other things as well but Mason uh, it's I don't think we can I, I don't want to cling on hope that I, I don't want to make it sound as if the hopes of your season is based on what Celtic do but them was their manager and somebody who has been so pivotal in their rebuild I think that has to I don't think we should rest in the walls. I think this really has to spur us on to get it right and get it right early because they are going to have an adjustment period. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, Colin, I've seen a lot of people sort of say, oh, you know, you can't really talk about it. But look, there are direct rivals and we will we will talk about it. We, you know, they'd, they'd be doing the same if, 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 you know, we lost the manager at this stage and it's just one five out of six. So, um, it's, do you know what, though? It's just so important we get our own house in order. Um, there's going to be a lot of noise, you know, there. We, we, as I said, with each signings and pre-season, listening to Jack Butler and listening to Sterling on, on Rangers TV and, and, and the way they're talking about, we, you know, they're saying it. We need to hit the ground running in pre-season. It's, it's hard enough as it is in pre-season to do that, but especially with the amount of players that that we're going to be signing. Um, but that's the pressure that we've, we've put ourselves under. It needs it needs to happen. So I think it's it swung it back our way a little. Uh, well, back not our way because we've got so many signings to make, but it's, it's definitely swung the pendulum a little bit um, because, you know, if it was us, you know, we'd, we'd, be, we'd, we'd be, you know, gutted that we've just lost a manager that's done that. So, um, yes, yeah, it's been interesting down here. There's been, um, obviously, living living close to London, um, you know, it, it, 
and and, and uh, their manager coming down here, uh, they're expecting him to to be sacked at Christmas. So uh, that that'll be an interesting one to follow. But um, we've got to, we've got to make the most of it now. But it's just you know it's always the case. We we, we just get our own house in order and, and do our business, and we'll we'll win leagues. But um, when we don't, that's when we get you know we can only defeat ourselves. And do somebody in the comments, uh, you know. I find they, they appreciate your cheeky wee face, so just thought I'd say hello to Marilyn um, since they've um, called you. It was a tear on me, the, the, the kind of, you know, the wee smile clip of him, you know. <laughs> it, it's, 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 as someone who's, I, I, as, as I said to you, the first time I spoke to you on the phone about coming on the podcast, I told you that. Your interview, you mean your interview? Yes, my interview process, yeah. <laughs> I said to you that I, I'm 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 all for looking at the opposition because if you know you know your enemy as good as you know yourself, um, to be philosophical, and um, I think Celtic have taken a massive step back, and it's not by their own choice. It's because Tottenham have done what Aston Villa did to us. It's hard not to laugh because you know they did the same when we lost Stephen, um, but you know. It's, it leaves a lot of questions for them to answer because we have a lot. Let's not get it wrong, we have a lot of questions to answer ourselves. And now they've been given a set unexpectedly. We knew the questions we were going to get asked who we're we going to bring in, how many we're we going to bring in. Well, we had the money. They have another added question, and it might be the biggest one who's going to be in charge? He talked, uh, talked about a couple of weeks ago uh, my guys are what I already know who I'm going to get in the summer. You know, they're in the summer. So what's the plan now? Is is are the guys that you want to get for Celtic going to come under the new manager? Will that work out? Who knows? So it's it's nice that we're. It feels like this will be a good battle this year, level playing field, and if we can win it, then easy days. Aye, and it's good to it's good to be speaking more about the positive things that we are doing and it's just night and day this summer compared to last summer and again I can't echo that enough I thought it was right to touch on it but Mason and Andy both said it right it's, it's what we do is in our hands and we need to get it right and it's not just about getting the right in the transfer window it's about setting up for that first game um, not even before that the first session in pre-season applying yourselves right and we'll not go far wrong but very quickly the very last point boys um it wouldn't it be Rangers kit day if the if all the bears and twitters were only kicking fuck out each other and and their opinions. Always love this when somebody says, That's a lovely I really like that strip. No, you're wrong. I mean you might not like it, but you can't tell somebody they're wrong for liking it. If I like it, then I do. You you're not tell you're not gonna say, No, you're wrong or shit, no, I don't like it, go on, uh, you're right. Um but first of all, um, I'll start with you, Andy. What's your thoughts on the new kit? I'm waiting for it to be ordered, uh, 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 to be delivered. I ordered it when I woke up that morning because I was like, I'm a few hours behind. The queue will be massive. I'm just going to order it. And then I realised if you ordered it on the Castor website instead of the Rangers website, you get free delivery. And I was a bit pissed off. <laughs> um, I, I like it. I think it's a, it's a cracker. Um as somewhat of a, a shirt connoisseur, um, uh, it's something that sometimes I don't remember the year, but I remember I remember the shirt we played in that year. Um, so I, I like to have a look at all the kind of shirts. I think it's a nice one. I know a lot of people are kind of mixed opinion on Castor. Um, I don't know. Um, I've not had a Rangers top that's fallen a bit since. I don't know, but it's uh, it's because uh, we do like to kind of poke Castor. But the last top that Rangers top I had that kind of. Uh, had a wee bit issue or things peeling off was a Hummel top, so I, I'm not too I'm not too bored with Castor. I think Castor maybe got a wee bit of a bad rap because it was a James Bisgrove genius kind of marketing marketing buddies because we all like we didn't like James Bisgrove at that point, but I think some of us have kind of jumped into the he's not a bad lad Bisgrove now, so I think the opinions may be changing. Um, I think uh, everybody wants the nice flashy Adidas kit or something like that, but I I'm happy with it. And uh, I'm looking forward to the way in the third and the fourth and the sixth strip that's going to be announced this season. I no doubt there'll be a uh, um, welcome to Glasgow Newcastle fans. Came Rangers and Oasis and, uh, top or something like that. I don't know. Aye, and, uh, let's get another no band. 
<laughs> Potential friend of the podcast. Oh, no, hey, you don't fucking. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers, no spoilers for the listeners. You didn't hear anything. Uh, yeah, you didn't hear anything. Uh, uh, we'll go out to the paid members first, mind you, if it goes ahead. Mason, one final word on it. I'm a big fan of this kit, but I do need to caveat that with I have never seen a Ranger strip released in on the first day saying I don't like it, I'm too biased, but I really mean it this time, I do really like it I'm not saying it's just because Rangers, I think it is lovely um, I like the, the, the leaked photos that looked as if they were for Turkey, they looked terrible, but um, <laughs> once I got over the fact that the collar looks like a Russia flag, thanks to Chris for the pod pointing that out, but I, I'm a big fan, what's your thoughts on it? <clears throat> Do you know it's a funny one with kits because uh, I'm the same view, Colin uh, whenever they come out, you always you always like it. weren't a fan of the pictures at, at first in terms of they the pictures were just terrible pictures. But we only were good, you know. Good kits are only good kits if we're successful in them, and that's that's how you know that's how we that's how I always remember kits and look back. I'll look back at last season's kit and think that's an absolute horror show because we we won absolutely nothing in it. So uh, that's the way it normally goes. Um, we me and you can always talk about two thousand and two, two thousand and three. And I love that kit, but actually looking wise, I don't think it's one of the, the best ones, but I love that kit because it was the last time we won a treble and we had, we were such a good team and, and that's, that's the way I've always been with, with kits. But yeah, I've not seen a bad Rangers kit yet. I can, uh, I can tell you that. Perfect. And, you know, when's the last time we had a, a show that's fucking positive? Well saying there's no football on, um, but I think that's as nice a time as any to finish it up. Um, just before we do go, a massive thank you to all the listeners coming in. Um, everybody, we can see um, one point we had um, I, I, a good 150 or something watching it at one point. So thanks for tuning in on our Thursday evening. Thanks to everybody who watches after the fact as well. Start of the show tonight, Rangers Loyalists, for gifting everybody um, the memberships and you know making the donations of the pod. I really do appreciate if anybody does want to um, get extra content for £1 a month on Apple, Spotify or YouTube, you can become a member. For £1 a month, you'll get your daily news show every weekday and additional shows throughout the month as well. Um, early access to any others that we've released too. If you don't want to do that, you're, you know, listening to me twice a week is too much um, or just enough. If you can give us a like or subscribe or a share wherever you get your podcast or wherever you're, you're seeing this, it really does help the pod, even at the odd like here and there. But we do really appreciate your support. And last but not least, it's great to be speaking to you again, Andy. Thank you very much for coming on, mate. It was a somewhat controversial start to the pre-season on my part tonight. I railed up the the, the, the supporters um with my, my sands you dropped in a matondo um somebody was know. shouting at you for the rangers that comment as well in the comments just <laughs> these these young whippersnappers eh, don't worry don't worry yeah. listeners he will be getting a, a verbal caution after the show i'm sorry i feel i'm somewhat allowed as one of the younger crew to to make some of these comments because you've got to live through the coopers the gascoins and i got sundaza and Krabari and daily, so I'm not hearing it, right? So <laughs> keep it in the comments. Uh, have a good look. I see someone tonight had a good laugh with uh, Dessel's name on Wikipedia. That got a good chuckle out of me. I looked that up on my phone, and that got a good chuckle. And if you haven't looked at it, I give you a suggestion go look at it for a good laugh. Um, but yep, if if the controversy is on this podcast, I hold it. I hold the weight of it, and I and long may it continue. And of course, um, I said before the pod, it feels like about four months since we've done the, a pod together. Good to see you, Mason, again, mate. I know, yeah, you said it, didn't you? The last time I see you was in Seville. Um, but yeah, no, nice to be on. Thanks for having us on. And yeah, good chat. As I said, it's been, uh, yeah, as I said earlier, uh, a couple more weeks and I'll be I'll be raring to go. Hopefully the, the signings, more signings and uh, yeah, we, we can get the ball rolling. And uh, yeah, thanks for all the, the comments again. It's just, I'm just, it's hard to actually read them all when you're on because it's just going all the time. But But yeah, thanks for that. Appreciate it. No, I really do appreciate everybody watching and I hope you've enjoyed tonight. So I'll be back with you bright and early tomorrow morning with any uh, news that's broke today, um, including the Rangers potentially in the Club World Cup Championships. And if I don't speak to you tomorrow, we will be with you live half eight on the Sunday slot. 
you know, Rangers on the back yet, but the gallant few are back in full steam. So if, until then, enjoy your weekend, everybody. Take care. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.